1: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot ja on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
0: Things are not going to be uh, easy because of it. We're going to have a great deal of, of challenges uh, in addition to everything that we've already gone through. And I'll be honest, we're we're going to deal with them, and we're going to be up for it, and we're going to give it our best effort, regardless of what's going on. None of this is gone. Uh, to plan, uh, it, it can it can happen. This is the reality that we live in, the unfortunate reality that we live in.
1: Let's fire it up. Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, put your mask yep. Yeah, that's a good point, Jeff. Mask up, oh, mask up, Hold on. mask up, kids. <laughs> we go yeah by the way the bad news for you guys is my button bar is stuck on loop and so we're just gonna sit here the entire show we're just gonna listen to the whole we're gonna win twin song ah so uh yeah (laughs) welcome to Mackie and judd this is monday statements on the show presented by our friends at federated mutual insurance company if you're looking to avoid risk and sleep better at night. Whether you're a baseball team suffering from uh, a clubhouse ravaged by a pandemic, or whether you are one of the businesses that falls under the umbrella of uh, businesses that Federated would protect, Federated Insurance is here. They're not going to help you with the clubhouse outbreak, but they'll help you with a lot of other things if you're a business owner. Find out more about why Federated has been a trusted source of protection and peace of mind for businesses for over 100 years at FederatedInsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business. To protect yours.
0: We okay now? I mean, we're in separate rooms. We're, we're can I take me? my mask yep. off? We followed our protocols. We listened to science. We didn't uh, do any personal belief and didn't want to sabotage oh, everyone boy. else's health or oh, everyone boy. else's situation. Go. But wow. no, no, Actually, by all
1: means. Let's just get right into statements. Can I, I'll just lead off with the first statement so we, that go. That we can just do this however we're going to do it. So the yeah. Twins haven't played in like three days. Which is not, a, not, ba- play which is not a bad yeah. thing yeah. considering what we saw on Friday. Woo! Uh, they're, they're supposed to play a doubleheader tomorrow, but that's almost certainly not going to happen. They haven't even gotten to Oakland yet, right? They're still in Southern California because yes. a bunch of players have COVID. So here's the first statement. Yep. And I don't mean this to be a political statement. I don't mean this to Do be it. anything other than just I want the Twins to play baseball. Get your vaccines, kids. Yes. Get your vaccines, kids. Andrelton Simmons and, and a few other yet-to-be-named publicly Twins have said, even though – they had a batch of vaccines that was rushed to the clubhouse like a week ago or whenever it was. Like, listen, we're going to get all you guys vaccinated so you don't have to do any of this. You can spit again. You guys can do all your, like, crazy handshakes. You can, uh, you can pat each other on the rump after somebody has a, you know, a base knock to center field and you don't have to worry about COVID anymore. It would be great. Um, and Andleton Simmons and a few other guys decided, Nah, I'm, I'm good on the vaccine. And then five minutes later, Andrelton gets put on the COVID list, et cetera. And I just want to read something from Dan Hayes, the athletic here. Back-to-back tweets. Tweet number one. Sources. Minnesota Twins not finding overlap between their current COVID issues and Andrelton Simmons. Contact tracing showing little crossover between affected persons from this incident and Simmons, who hasn't been around since Tuesday. A short while later, he issues a correction tweet and says the twins downplayed this earlier belief that I tweeted about as more evidence rolled in tonight. Actually, um, the outbreak did stem from a variant and properties of which appeared in all four positive tests. Of course, Anelton Simmons was in the clubhouse and in the dugout for days and weeks leading up to the outbreak, and he very publicly is anti-vaccine in this case, and so I would just say, listen, like, not to turn this into a big political debate, but your decisions affect other people, and that's what's happening with the twins right now. Get your vaccines, kids.
2: Yeah. You do have to wonder if there's going to be some, how can I put this, a resentment, too, because uh, this would not be a... this happens in sports, and and look, I, I mean, sports brings and it's a fun thing about sports brings together people from all different walks of life with different religious beliefs and political beliefs, right, and all of that. But you do have to uh, wonder if the guys because the twins game, I think the twins did the the Johnson and Johnson now discontinued, but it might be back one and done shot the day or the day of their um, home opener against the Mariners, because they then had Friday off to, you know, if they didn't feel well. And a lot of guys got it at that point. And so I wonder if there's going to be a little bit of um, sideways look. Like at first, if if a person didn't get the shot, like Simmons didn't, and he just doesn't believe in it and he doesn't get sick, I think you're like, well, I would have done that personally, but that's fine, right? But when you put together that big a group of people with different beliefs again now, and then he gets sick and then he possibly spreads it, and I, I think I saw the story on Saturday that one of the players who had tested positive, I think Saturday afternoon, was Kyle Garlick, yep. who did get the shot. But the vaccine doesn't kick in officially until two weeks after you have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying these are the sort of things that can cause internal friction that won't be talked about publicly. But you can't blame guys for being probably a little bit like, dude, you could have helped us out.
1: Well, and the, and the other thing is, too, like, I don't know. I think what would bother me, it's, it's, it's less about, like, not getting the vaccine. I have people in my life I have friends a former chiropractor of mine like that are very skittish and some that aren't going to get it some that are just like ah, I just I hate the idea of side effects and I feel like this was rushed and like I listen like I'm not going to debate that I totally understand that fear but in the case of a professional baseball player if you decide to not get the vaccine then I think what would irritate me and what we don't really know is are you also not being safe? Like, are you not putting your teammates and your coworkers top of mind? All right. So I'm going to make the move myself to not get a vaccine. It doesn't mean that I can't get COVID and pass it along to other people. And so I'd, I'd want some reassurances that the guys in that clubhouse that decided to not get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine home opener day, that they were going above and beyond to be cautious around their teammates. And if they weren't, I'd be pissed if I was one of their coworkers.
0: Yeah. It's pretty frustrating. I mean, one of my statements was, yeah, it was exact, was get the vaccine. This is like when I had COVID in October through a certain individual, and then I also hung out with people a week later, not thinking it was going to be an issue, and then my friends got COVID. Out of the situation because I was Wait, an idiot. you gave
1: your friends COVID? You I gave jealous. my friends COVID. You didn't tell yeah, us yeah, so yeah,
0: I gave my friends COVID because I was an idiot and I thought I'd be fine. I thought I'd be so fine and I wasn't. So you this are
1: Andrelton Simmons
0: of yeah. your friend so group. I am. you I am. But, so but this, was before, this? This was before I was tested. This was before I had symptoms. This was before anything was kicked in. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was and a whole pr- thing. It was a huge problem. It was a big, gigantic, enormous mistake by me. It was a gigantic, enormous mistake by me. I'm well aware of this. So my point is, did you is, guys
1: have to? Did you guys have to postpone some softball games?
0: No, no, no. This was no, no, no. Thank God, no. I hope your friends were mad at you. Yeah, some were mad at me. Yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. It that was like is, saying, yeah, it's like saying you have an STD to like your friends. Basically, it's like this, almost the equivalent of the, was uh, the exact same situation. You did not tell us any of this. Yeah, that I didn't is did so, Oh my God, that's so selfish. Yeah, of That was you. very selfish of me. It was very dumb. But then also the problem was I had other friends there who said that they. Already were thinking they had COVID, too. So then I entered the same room as that. So, like, it was a giant storm of an S show trying Why to figure out. Why were you going out with your friends? I wasn't going out. We were, It was a small get-together at a friend's house. We didn't, like, go Well, same, I mean, that's, that's, the, that, same that's the same thing. That's the same thing, yeah. We weren't going out. COVID,
2: reason to avoid people. Not so, yeah. to engage. My, my
0: point is. Humans is, overrated. Listen to science. Don't listen to your gut for this situation. This was a pandemic. Realize you made a mistake. And and for God's sakes, get vaccinated when you have the opportunity. Stop stop putting your own personal gut feelings involved with it. I, I I'm trying to relate to Anderson Simmons here in in the factor of like, oh well, like I'll be fine, I'll be fine. But clearly you weren't, dude. You like you made a horrible idea a horrible decision and has now cost your friends and now your teammates games and situations. So yes. That's a statement in a statement. So, ba- of so statement.
1: basically Declan and Andrelton Simmons are both horribly selfish people. Well no, yes. the I think Simmons the doesn't is. but I but I
2: think the difference is is Dex was, was Selfish and didn't care. Simmons is selfish. I think he really doesn't believe those. So he is an anti-vaxer, yeah, which not Declan's an anti-vaxxer. not. No, I don't. No. But but the problem is this in sports, okay? If you have a friend who doesn't believe in the vaccine and doesn't get that, I think that's frustrating. But like that's their belief. The thing, yeah. the thing where the thing where there's a problem potentially, I, I think, with the twins and in their room is this one. You are you are brought up as an athlete, especially in team sports, believing that what the team trumps everything. Right. So like this is a this is a he didn't do it and people got sick and it could cost you wins. Like that's that's where I think athletes and teams get mad because they're like, dude, your beliefs in some ways have nothing to do with with the fact that you can't play now. And now people are sick. And we potentially are going to be cost games because of
1: you. That that's you the know, problem I, in sports. I said I wasn't going to go super deep down this path. I just want to say one more thing. I just want to say one more thing because I think there's a lot of idiots out there right now, and I think I, I hope that Andrelton Simmons isn't one of them. I really just want him to play shortstop at a high level and help the Twins win a playoff game for the first time in in 20 years. Okay, and I get that there are reasons that the people have for not wanting this particular vaccine. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you you guys ever look at like a like a life expectancy graph over the history of time and when it started to spike. So for for centuries, people died on average when they were like thirty five, forty, forty five years old. Yeah, I checked out early. Like like if you if you look at like the United Kingdom or the United States, pretty similar, uh, pretty similar areas in terms of just like resources and everything. You know in the 1500s and the 1600s the the average life expectancy was 39 40 years old 1700s it was actually a little bit lower because of wars like people would people died early in the revolutionary War uh, et cetera oh, right not fun average life expectancy started to spike in the late 1800s into the 1900s and then now it's it's up above 70 75 years old which coincides with the first vaccines for things like smallpox and polio, yep. right? Like people died when they were 40 or 45 up until, like in world history, yeah, up until about 150 Tut, years ago. King Tut died early. And vaccines have doubled the life expectancy of people. And Andrelton Simmons has decided, listen, guys. I'm uh, I'm good on this, and I'm going to cough all over my teammates. Apparently, well, and 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 fling sweat beads on their lockers as well. Like, dude, I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. I know that a bunch of people just yeah they're they're tuning out right now. They're very decided upset with us. to. They're never very watch, upset with to this us. show again.
0: We all we also got a funny. Speaking of funny comments, people tuning out. We got a funny one on our YouTube channel on over the weekend for our movie review of Draft Day, and he was basically upset that we were basically basically patronizing. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, I think it was mostly me that was patronizing Jennifer Gardner. Patronizing. No, you he were. Guys, guys, you guys clearly have an agenda to push the strong woman thing. I had to stop listening. That was oh, exactly no, no, no. Okay. 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 Patronizing, patronizing Gardner. No,
2: no, but he, he just got the word
0: he, wrong. He got, yeah, he got, I got the he word wrong. He got what wrong. he meant wrong. Yeah, I got what I meant, I meant oh, wrong. Or Declan got the word yeah, wrong. Yeah, I got okay. the word wrong. Truth the Messenger. But his, but his comment of, Oh, you guys are just basically putting this it's agenda of, of a strong woman. Yeah, you, I, I, I'm out. He's like, I'm out. I can't SOBs. listen to this. Both of like, you. Oh, how dare Both us? of
2: you think women are being strong. Us? How dare you?
1: Yeah, how dare you us? Know, in retrospect, that movie would have been better if Jennifer Garner was just making sandwiches for lunch for Kevin Costner ah, while he I am so tired of though. you guys trying to empower people. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I mean, people. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Statement number two. All right. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to combine a statement with... Reckless speculation. Can't can't wait for the polio outbreak in the Twins clubhouse later. You guys it's got polio. Here? Oh, wait, you didn't because you got vaccinated. Yeah. Mm.
2: Weekend weekend statement coming off a move made uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, home of Draft Day on Friday. Don't be surprised if the Vikings are at least tied in reports to the availability of one defensive tackle, Sheldon Richardson. Who had four and a half sacks in 2018 with the Vikings and had four and a half sacks with the Browns last year, and was a salary cap casualty of Kevin Stefanski's team on Friday? He would be the he could be the pass rushing defensive tackle that Zim wants because they right now have two d- defensive tackles who are going to in in what in Cook and Pierce who are going to definitely solidify the middle of that defensive line. On rundowns, but what are they going to do on passing downs? They need some help there. Sheldon Richardson. Are,
1: are we talking to former lead Vikings beat writer, Star Tribune insider Judd Zolgen no. right now? Or are we talking to speculative Judd? Zulgen? Reckless speculation. You're talking
2: to more speculative Judd right now. But, it makes sense. But though. it makes a ton of sense. And Zim, uh, you know, I think he loved him. And keep in mind, Sheldon was the so Sheldon was the piece that Zim got when Cousins was signed to keep Zim distracted and happy at that time.
1: You know, you could also at this point because what, what are we? We're a week away from the NFL draft, a week in change, right? Next Thursday. So, like, you could tell Sheldon, hey, just we we really need to get through the first couple rounds of the NFL draft so we can see because we don't know how it's gonna fall. We don't know. Our cap situation might change if we trade back, right? So you could put that on ice. If you draft, let's say you're sitting there and all the offensive linemen go off the board and you wind up with with an edge rusher or Christian Barmore or something, right? Then you wouldn't need Sheldon Richardson as much anymore. You might still sign him because him just loves to stockpile defensive players. But this is probably something you could wait on for another 10 days and just have a better idea of what your roster looks like after the draft, right?
2: Yes. And he, I believe he is 30 if I'm not mistaken. So he would be a guy who would have to decide, like he's at a pivotal point in his career where I think being a pass rush specialist might keep him around and might be smart. But he probably also is saying, well, I could still play on rushing downs, even though that's not his strength. So that's up to him. But I think at some point in time, guys, and it probably is going to have to come this week, we're going to need to brace people for the fact that I think if you believe that they are going to take uh, two O-linemen on the left side of the football, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to take one, uh, but I really think that there is a great chance Brian O'Neill is going to move from right tackle to the left side. and I We just need to prepare fans. Because I think fans are like, well, of course they're going to go draft guys on the left side of the offensive line, and I think they might take one. Uh, but the more I think about this, the less and less surprised I will be if they take a pass rushing end, even perhaps by trading back in the
1: first round. Yeah, trading back seems very likely. Very. In fact, on Purple Daily today, Mock Draft Monday, we're going to do our own mock draft simulation for the third time, I believe, <laughs> Draft Network. And I think our goal today should be trade back and just see what's still available. Like if Washington wants to trade up to 14 or something, because I, I now think it's much more likely they trade back than trade up, even though trading up might get you a franchise left tackle. I think in their mind, it's like, well, we'll just kind of kind of figure that we'll just kind of shuffle Brian or over here and figure it out right later, like in the third round or never, probably never (laughs) or never (laughs) or never. <laughs> Probably not. All right, Declan. All right, back to me. I will uh, go with a
0: hockey one here. Uh, my statement is: if you're going to hold players accountable, then reward players for good a- good actions too. So, what I'm getting at here, Judd and I were we did an emergency pod yesterday uh, after the Wild swept the Sharks. So on Saturday, right, Judge Saturday was the game. Kevin Fiala was benched yep. for about 11 minutes. For about 11 Second minutes, period. Kevin Fiala got benched. Fiala will do this. He'll have some very frustrating offensive zone turnovers. Um, he can, he can cause you to pull your hair out sometimes, but he also can go through stretches like he did last week when he scored a hat trick, had about 13 goals in six games. He's a streaky player. He'll, he'll go through stretches like this for sure. And he can frustrate you, maybe frustrate more of a purist hockey fan who doesn't want someone to just make a turnover and just get pucks deep. But instead you make a turnover at the blue line and it causes a transition play the other way. It gets really frustrating. So you bench them. You, you bench basically your second most impactful player for poor play. All right. I'll even listen to it. I can understand it. Here's what I don't get. Victor Rask, who is probably the most biggest liability on any NHL roster right now, is still getting top-line minutes. In the last (laughs) 15 games for Victor Rask. In the last 15 games, zero goals, four assists. Three of them have come on the power play, so that means he's basically a power play pony. He's playing 15 and a half minutes a night. He's not shooting the puck, but because he's a center, we have to keep him in the top of the lineup. Meanwhile, Nico Sturm, this young up-and-coming, very fast player who has great skill and speed that this team should probably use in a situation to pair with the top line, is just still relegated to fourth line minutes, and Victor Rask for whatever reason still plays 16 minutes a night and makes zero impact on the offensive game for this hockey team. So if you're going to if you're going to punish Kevin Fiala, then also banish Victor Rask, not just don't just sit him for 10 minutes, put him in the press box. He has no business being out there right now, and especially in the top line of this team, it's very, very frustrating. And rant. You okay, Dex? Question. Yes, I'm okay. I'm
1: I love okay. it. I I think I almost think we need a weekly segment where Declan just goes in on Victor Rask. It's becoming <laughs> he. You are becoming. Victor Rask to Declan is becoming I'm trying to think of the Judd comparison like you were you were annoyed by Miko but you were never oh yeah I was an you were never like you were like oh, Miko was a good player too, good. so yeah, yeah 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 he was not Victor Rask that's for sure
0: is that like is that the Chad Beebe level of hatred for me? Like Chad BB, I just don't get How Chad. How do you Beebe. hate Chad? I just, yeah, he's, I just don't. He plays like static.
1: ten snaps yeah. a game. Yeah, but, Why? But, okay, but that's he fine. Works hard. That's
0: fine. He works hard. and He gets out there but for fifteen not. snaps. That's okay. Victor Rask is playing like Justin right. Jefferson level amount of snaps right. with that's with true. with with his with Chad BB production. But, with your hate, amount of snaps.
2: but your hate for, for Rask actually makes sense because of what you just said. BB barely plays. Yeah. And you like play special teams. Why how can you hate a guy who works on special teams? Yeah, congratulations. Just,
1: but just think about though, because like they're not oblivious to this. I almost feel like the heat should be more on the franchise, right? Like and you can make that argument every time we talk about Kirk Cousins and his contract, but they're aware of it and they're gonna fix it at some point in the next six months in the offseason. Yeah. And just imagine how much better the team is gonna be when you take a below replacement level player. Yep. Uh, and, and you put somebody in who's even just like an average center, right? If they Seriously. can just find an average, ideally, you'd find a young guy with some upside. But yeah,
2: in their defense, though, they're doing a good job, though, of morphing and changing this entire thing. So I'm like it. what frustrated me previously was the fact that the wild for years seemed to love to beat its head against the wall by doing the same BS over and over. At least now it's changing. Like, it's not, it's pr- probably not as quick, obviously, as Declan Goff would like, but at least they are changing things. At least they are introducing different guys. At least they are. You You can now see a path. That's all I want. I want to see a path. And when you, and when the path comes to an abrupt end and you continue to do the same thing, that's what drives me crazy.
1: Phil Mack. So I actually have a wild statement all right. as well. Mr. Hockey, right? He's here. He's a Kraken okay, fan. Yeah. he's about to announce work. his Kraken yeah. fandom. Hey, I saw, I saw my guy and hopefully future Kraken coach Bruce Boudreau was rocking NHL Network on Saturday. He's working for uh, him now. It's awesome. Yeah, I it. actually, I would just prefer him to be on. Hey, TV I want some garb though. Yeah, I want some. No, send, I want.
2: Some, you send, don't, You didn't like a garb. Yeah. Oh. Send, no, no. I hate the name. I love the logo. Send me some.
0: If Jug double X, double something before me XL. I, I, double XL I question a lot of our friendship Phil. if Jug gets something before I do I'm just saying what's your what's you haven't your worked size? with him as long as I have but I care more, about the kid I, I care about the crack board I'm more of a small more of a small a small? Yeah, but I could do a medium. I can rock a medium. I almost said something politically yeah, no, incorrect. That's fine. Yeah, don't, I almost don't said there. something politically incorrect.
2: But but my but the way that I stood behind the Jennifer Garner <laughs> character on Friday stopped me from saying anything. It's a new Judd, oh. two thousand twenty one.
1: Bravo. All right. So my so my wild statement is, and I know that Declan just like the wild just the wild are... They'll they'll lose a couple bad games and give up nine goals and then they every time something bad happens and you think, oh, okay, the magic carpet ride's kind of over, they bounce back and they <laughs> win three in a row or they sweep a decent team, right? And so my statement is this is one of the more exciting and hope-filled seasons in wild history. Just because no one expected them to be sitting here, they've they've basically not mathematically yet, I don't want to jinx it, but like they've locked up a playoff spot at this point, and now it's just about like is there any way they could they could crawl into the top two in their division? Probably not. But um, so like everything's gravy from this point out. It's not just one of those weird fluke seasons where oh like you had some puck luck. You have some good young players that you're going to be able to watch for the next five six seven years. And so I legitimately think this is one of the most fun and hopeful seasons. It's just too bad that you really don't have fans inside the X all year. It's like you don't like twenty thousand people inside the X would make a huge difference, and they're not going to get there by playoff time. So that's yeah. I don't know your guys' thoughts. Am I am I I too hot on the 21 years of wild history and where this season could fall? You
2: know why? You you know why you said exactly what you just said, Phil? Because it is unexpected success. Because yep. it's fun. Because when it was, I mean, let's just go back a few years. It was a uh, Parisi to Suter to Grandland to Nino. What what Easy. like we? Ex- but eventually, we expected like a playoff berth. And now, are you going to make a a run? I think part of what sort of steals the joy, and, and yes, it's early, but what sort, of, what sort of steals the joy from the Twins right now is like the expectations are win a division and end the playoff. Losing streak, right? So it's not as much fun. But the Wild, yeah. you you were like, well, they might be a playoff team. They might not be, but we don't know. But they are for sure. And they look good. And they're a fun team. This this is the – I urge you, if if you are a fan of this team, enjoy this now. Because, like, the expectations are going to progress and go upward. And eventually you are going to expect a playoff run. This is fun because I really think it, it's that sort of unexpected jolt of, oh, I thought they might be okay, but they're pretty good. That's a great place to be. That's a fun place to be.
1: All right, back to Judd.
2: All right. <clears throat> baseball statement not related to the Twins. If you are a baseball fan, which I am, still looking for good games and great series, right? Dodgers and Padres games are a must watch this season. <laughs> Friday night, Friday night, the Dodgers went in 12, 11 to 6, but it went 12 because it was 6 6. Saturday, you come back and get a pitching duel, which was magnificent. Two rip that ends with a Mookie Betts catch in center field that was absolutely glorious. Yesterday, you come back again, and you get Bauer and Darvish in what was, or I'm, I'm sorry, it was it was Darvish Snow. and Kershaw on Saturday, oh, Snell and Bauer on Sunday, and yeah. you come back and get a Padres win where they came back, I think, from down two, two rip at one point. They come back and win. The point being is, this is, as far as baseball is concerned, appointment, Television, and I think they start a four-game series on Thursday. Now at Dodger Stadium, it was fantastic baseball.
1: I missed the game yesterday, but I saw that Gratterall came back, and he did. He did. I think he gave up the tying run coming into Bauer yesterday, and the last time those two teams faced each other, he did. he did the. There was a someone robbed a home run or made a great play to save Mookie. him, and he like free. Yeah, he he freaked out he and, threw, and like, his, threw his hat and stuff. He threw his glove yeah. and
2: hat at the dugout. Yeah.
1: And the and the Padres weren't too happy yep. about that. Was there any bench clearing situation that they did they taunt Gratterall? Did you guys see? I did no, not see that. I game, did not but, see it.
2: I I yeah. don't think that they did. But this this is going to be intense. Uh, these teams, at this point, as far as I can tell, despise despise the opposing club. It is great. It is. This is still really fun. Like, like, there's a lot about baseball that drags on. It's pretty boring. It's just like, okay, get this game done with. These games are not like that. It's great. All
0: right, my uh, my last statement here. Uh, it is a weekend observation. Uh, on Friday, I stopped at my local liquor store as I do every Friday after three o'clock, and I picked Certix, up, baby, picked up a, uh, a the new seltzer of the new a new White Claw seltzer. They have 8%. Now, Seltzer's. They're called surges, And What, white and, and what are
1: like, most Seltzer's are like four, 5%? Four to five, yeah. Four to five. Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is
0: eight. And you know, I, I like an IPA, and IPA beers are typically about the seven to 8% range. They're a little more yeah. boozy and hoppier. Uh, they impressive. fill you up pretty good. So I thought, you know what? Why not? I'll give this a shot. I can't believe it's already available. I'll give it a shot. I came home. Uh, I, I posted on Twitter that, like, hey, I, I found them. And everyone's like, well, we need a review. We need a review. And because I'm very easily peer pressured, I gave a review. Uh, and I didn't want to drink one of these before four o'clock on a Friday, but I decided, you know what? Okay, I'll crack it open. We'll see how
1: That's it. Yeah, it's for content purposes. It's for content. It's for yeah, con- or the people. We're building audiences here, and the people want the a people seltzer want
0: review. my seltzer reviews. So I so I I, I gave them one. Eight uh, percent seltzer is a bit much. That is my statement. Eight percent seltzer is a bit <laughs> much. Um, it it I don't know if you guys ever had, and and it was more when I was in high school because so I was not drinking these at all. But um, four Loco. You guys remember the four loco craze about 10 years ago? Nope.
1: Nah, I never got into the four loco craze.
0: So four locos like had Mm. to be like banished because they were literally killing people. um, Because it was like 10% and it was extremely strong. You'd have one or two and you'd be set. And then you keep drinking, obviously, because it tastes like candy. Um, The 8% seltzer is a bit much. It, it, it tastes like the good thing about what i love my seltzers and what i love about a 4 or 5% seltzer is it, it doesn't taste like booze right like it, it you can you can knock pack 6 of them i was going to say like
1: the the way to get to an 8% seltzer before white claw came out with this one is just Take a normal seltzer and add like two shots of Tito's yeah. to it, and uh, and mix and drink. And I've that i dab- like that's, that's for the real professional. Yeah, no, and I've dabbed with like Might be considered a problem. <laughs> I've dabbled You can do that with any. You could do that with coffee. You could yeah. do it with Diet Coke. It's yeah. really right. great.
0: I, I've done I've done that science experiment too. And that one I am for. By the way, that is a good way to go about it. But eight percent is just a bit much so uh, like, with it. Like because
2: you passed out or because it wasn't as good like what uh it was just why? really
0: really boozy and i, I couldn't really taste so the, the flavor was tangerine i believe was like the actual flavor i tasted not no part of ta- no blood orange it was blood orange was the flavor blood orange and i do like blood orange flavored things and i like blood oranges so i thought oh it'd be great Ugh. um and it was very 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 boozy to the point where um i had to get a lift to go to a friend's house at 5 because I was too scared to drive after drinking wow. an 8% seltzer. And I'm, wow. I'm very timid
1: with you You're also kind of a lightweight, too, aren't you? Well, I mean, no, I, you're, I, you're not holding as much booze as Judd's I'll, say, I'll say this.
0: I'll say this. I am not Spreading a lightweight. COVID. You'd be surprised how much I can hold back, but I know my limit. I know when I get to a limit, and I know when I hit it, and I know when to quit. I know when to That's quit. Fair. It's very good self-awareness. Yeah. Well, I just somehow Declan doubt is you.
1: growing in front of our eyes, yeah. man. He's becoming a mature him. adult. I doubt, I doubt him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jacqueline. It's okay. Um, I uh, I have a Timberwolves statement here that comes with a, uh, a a video clip. All right, so let's play the video clip first of Carl okay. Anthony Towns, and I'll give you my statement.
2: Uh, how you doing? We saw you get uh, kind of banged up And the um, <laughs> Was it a kind of a knee knee thing that happened there? How you feeling?
1: Good. Just in basketball. Just needed tonight. Um, at Los Angeles came in as one of the best three-point shooting teams. They shot 50% uh, from three-point range tonight. Um, what went wrong in terms of trying to keep them down and, and getting hands in their faces and things like that, especially from the outside? Just didn't play hard enough and have that sense of urgency. We came in pretty came in cool, acting like we were supposed to get two in a row. Uh, just wasn't wasn't it wasn't the right way to proceed all right here's my statement boys okay Carl Anthony Towns says all the right things but he's part of the problem with these losses too and run on sentence run on statement his act for the for the audio audience he crumpled up he grabs a stat sheet at the beginning of that clip looks at it shakes his head crumples it up and throws it over his shoulder while he's being asked a question yep that is a performance. Like he's he's not that's not a natural thing that he's doing. He's doing that because he knows he's on camera. So working. And man. and I and I just don't I just feel like there's so much there's so many things that he's saying that they need to do differently, and he's diagnosing that they get too arrogant after, you know, winning a game against the Heat, and it's like okay, there's just too many games where he's not playing defense, where the whole team isn't playing defense. There's too many games, quite frankly, where and, and he's amazing. He's their best player, but like, where he's had, he's had four games this month where he's shot below forty percent. He's a seven footer that can shoot from anywhere on the court. Can literally get any shot he wants as a seven footer, and he's shooting below forty percent because he's settling for bad shots, mm-hmm. uh, or he's or he's not moving the ball when he when he should be in certain situations. It's like I just it rubs me the wrong way. When he does the crumple the paper and throw it over the shoulder bit, when they were down, down by forty going into the fourth quarter, it's like we know, like we no more lip service. This franchise has been garbage for fifteen years. Put your head down, grind, play defense, score, and if you get your ass kicked, I don't need like the performance thing in the post game press conference anymore.
2: So this is this is the same thing that, in a different way that he did in his first couple of years when he would fall on the sword for every defeat. I wasn't good enough. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, that's good to hear. And by the 18th time, I'm like, dude, you're saying this to say it. Like, I wasn't good enough. This is on me. I have to win games. And I finally got, in fact, I I think that that we talked about this on the show, Phil, quite a bit at the time, and we're like, it means nothing now. Like, you're just saying this every... It's the autopilot of what you're going to say, which is, this is all my fault. I have to play better. And then guess what? You come out the next game, same thing. uh, Rinse and repeat. And it's a loss, and Carl takes responsibility. This seems to be the the new uh, way of doing that, which is which is you know we got to do this, we have to do do that. Here, here's the difference between guys like Carl a- and Kirk and Ant. Okay, Ant's a kid, I get that, but there's never a time that you see Ant on a Zoom after a game where you like question his sincerity of what he is saying, right? It's true to him. Like what he is saying, it might be wrong, but it's true to him. And that's all that counts. Carl is a lot like Cousins in the fact that they're almost playing the role of, a, of an athlete who has won yes. or lost and what they should say, what they've sort of been taught. Hey, here's what you want to say. You now, Carl, you are the de facto captain here. So you act like a captain and here's what a captain does. But it's not true to him and it's not true. So, yeah, it, it, So I it think- means nothing.
1: I think that's a great comparison because I I wonder the same thing with Cousins that I do with Cat. And and I'll preface it by saying they're both super talented. They can both play at a super high level among the best in their sports at their positions at times. Mm -hmm. But then they also go through these confounding stretches both as individuals and as a team where it's like, what are you doing? Like Cousins against the Falcons or Cat with these 35% shooting games or just doesn't make sense. And, and they always say the right CEO thing after the game for the most part. Yeah. And I always wonder with both of them, yeah. are, you, are you putting in the work as a communicator, as a leader behind the scenes to help fix the problems that you talk about in the post game, or, or or are you just telling the media and the fans what you think they need to hear, and then you're just kind of going back into your own individual shell, right? Mm-hmm. And I just like I don't I don't think town Ta- I think Towns is a wonderfully talented player. I don't think he, from a leadership standpoint, Correct. is influencing like the development and growth of the team into a winning culture. And, I just don't.
2: And that comes back to me to to e- even if you're a super talented player, that does not mean that you have the ability to lead. It just doesn't. Like you can't go. Cat can't say this is my team. Listen, guys will be like, no, thank you. You have to have that, or you don't. And and look, the majority of people don't, and that's absolutely fine. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that cat's not great. The Kirk thing is a little bit weirder because he is a quarterback, and the quarterback has become so important that I do th- think that there is some responsibility for a quarterback to have that gene now. It, n- it might not be fair, but I think it's a fact. But I mean, if this becomes when when we talk about this being Ant's team, at least personally, I'm not saying that Cat's not great. And I'm not saying Cat can't be an influential member of the eventual success. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is watch Ant and watch Cat. Wh- which one, which Sorry. one, no worries. Which one are you going to follow? Like if, if you were to take a path, like if one of them was, if each was to say, Phil
1: Mackey, follow me. Watch what I do and follow. Ant's 19. You're going to follow him. Yep. He has more of it. I mean, and maybe he's not going to wind up being this great leader, too. We'll find out. But he seems to have more of that quality yes. than Carl Anthony Towns does. Yes. Right. All right. Itchy, itchy trigger finger. Back to judge. Damn it. I've got one more. I do, too, by the way. So
2: the wild, the wild have found the absolutely ideal and perfect role for Zach Parisi, and I know he's very well paid. But on the fourth line, he has four I goals. I thought you can
1: say as a color commentator no. on
2: Valley Sports North starting next week. No, he has four goals of the past five games. He has not looked this good in a long time. And the reason is his average ice time right now is 12 minutes, 15 seconds per game. Last year, it was 1459. So he is thriving because he's not being used as much. This actually has a chance. To make him at least semi marketable this summer, because in this role he's been so good. Now my guess is he's gonna start to be like, I'd like to play a little bit more. I think I should be I mean, he's already politicking that, you know, if I'm gonna play like this, I mean, no, the role is per- the role is why you're playing well. If if yeah. you get more, you are going to drop off. Congratulations, Dean Evison, Bill Guerin, the entire franchise. You're taking a guy who, yes, the paycheck does not fit the, the role, but it's a sunk cost. So you are taking him and maximizing what you can get fourth line.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and obviously you could, you could say, well, I mean, wouldn't that just be a great role for him to, to play on the wild next year too, that he could just be this 12, 12 and a half minute guy, third, fourth liner. Well, not for $7 million to your salary cap, mm-hmm. right? Which is what I think it is next season. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. half No, I think you got it. So if you can find a way to, to offload, that, that would be ideal. Um, final statement here, boys. Presented by our friends at PXG. Okay, I was outside doing some shadow <laughs> swinging here, getting the swing groove to try and break 100 in. out here. That's right. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you know how, like... Were you, you tracking like, golf <laughs> Phil? Phil Jackson used to hold, he'd turn the lights out in the arena and then he would go through guided meditation practices That's... with the Chicago Bulls teams. Sometimes you have to visualize success before you actually experience it in real in real time. Uh, well, PXG will just help you with better clubs. That's where they're at here. PXG Minneapolis, the Gen 4 clubs have landed. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The best clubs and the best performing clubs PXG has ever made, which is saying something, they make great clubs. Uh, and if you just want to look sharp, maybe just maybe you're crappy at golf, but you just want to look the part. Well, PXG can help on that front, too. Spring and summer apparel has arrived. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com. Slash Minneapolis. My statement is, it is impossible to quit Twitter, boys. (laughs) I'm going to read you two different things, okay? The first is a series of tweets from Chrissy Teigen less than a month ago. And the second is Chrissy Teigen tweeting yesterday. So this is almost a month ago. Hey, for over 10 years, you guys have been my world. I honestly owe so much to this world we have created here on Twitter I truly consider so many of you my actual friends, but it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me as positively as it serves me as negatively, and I think that that's the right time to call something. My life goal is to make people happy. The pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. I've always been portrayed as the strong clapback girl, but I'm just not. My desire to be liked and fear of pissing people off has made me have to say goodbye to Twitter. That was Chrissy Teigen. I remember that. that was highly Twitter. emotional. This is Chrissy Teigen yesterday on Twitter. <laughs> Turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer be able to enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day. I choose to take the bad with the good. She's Chrissy back? Teigen is back. She on went Twitter.
2: Jordan. I'm back.
1: <laughs> wow, Chrissy. So could you guys ever envision yourselves quitting Twitter?
2: hell no No. i love
1: twitter i love it are you kidding i'm addicted to it lifeline yeah yeah. how'd i live without it i mean unless like everybody else quit it and there was just nothing happening on twitter i i i I stare at twitter more per day than literally anything else like
2: it's the best right like there's nothing there's no other form instagram i go through it i'm so bored it's just pictures of people I don't want to see well, your picture. There's, there's comment sections. There's comment. Yeah, pictures. there's comment sections, but it's not. It's not like Twitter. See, I love the I love the down in the gutter nature of Twitter. <laughs> I like the good and the nasty. I mean that that's what makes it great. It's it's life. I don't get these folks who are like you know I'm getting off Twitter because it's always a cesspool. Yeah, you know what? Life's a cesspool. Yeah, it is. Like we live <laughs> in a cesspool, folks. There ain't there ain't a lot of there's 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 good. And there's a lot of bad, and it goes both ways. But I mean, where else can I follow things in real time, instantly? No, I'm addicted. It's so, a drug. So, so
1: sometimes Ma- Mackie and Judd State Fair shirts for this year. Life's a cesspool. Life's, Life's a cesspool. cesspool. Sometimes
0: iPhone like doesn't give you your screen time report. Like sometimes my screen reports like don't add <laughs> up for the for the day. <laughs> but the last one where it had like a full week where it actually worked, uh, April 4th to the 11th. I was on Twitter for ten hours and ten minutes that week alone, just on my cell phone. And I know <laughs> not, for a fact that I have, t- like, I have TweetDeck open on my decks. web right now. I got
2: bad news for you.
0: That's I, not that bad. I'm, I'm guessing TweetDeck is open through like ninety percent of my shift <laughs> here in How do the I office. i check that. like, uh, you go I to your, mine. you go to your settings. Okay, screen time. Yep, screen time. Hold on, and then see all activity, and you'll get a week and a day report. Sometimes it yeah. Sometimes like it doesn't track for me. Like like last week it stopped tracking after Wednesday, so I don't know what I really did after Wednesday. So this was, will
1: tell me like app how many by app breakdown. Okay, daily average. Hold on a second here. Yeah, sometimes they. So what does this mean, Twitter daily average? It tells me how many times I check it per day. I don't, yeah. It's not giving me an hours report. Okay, like yeah, there should be. Or a little, is it just maybe it's just for today because it's new? Yes, week. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what. Yes,
0: so you, that's if, correct. If you bro. scroll to the left. On the bar graph, you can get oh, past Oh, I can go weeks. last week, yep. last week. Yep, so you can then see that. I just oh. want to see
1: how much. Oh how do my I scroll? Oh, man. How do I scroll a little? Yeah, so, go to so the graph on points. my, okay, go explain it to Judd, and then I'll yeah. tell you what i Okay. See
0: how this, you can scroll, you can, oh, you can swipe
1: okay. like that. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, so last week, this is again, on my phone only. I, I definitely spend double the amount of time on Twitter, on TweetDeck, at least, than I do on my phone. Sure. So, I spent eight hours on Twitter last week. I spent five and a half hours just on text messages, and I spent three hours and twenty minutes on Instagram. Yeah, how long did you two spend on hour, two hours for? on YouTube just going through like uh, <laughs> yeah analytics dashboard and comments and stuff on text five out five and a half hours. Oh my god, that's impressive. I have a lot of group text threads. You one of get. them is with you guys, right? And then there's another one with us and Jake Depew yep. from Talking Twins, and then I have another another one during Twins games with some friends that's open. So I'm just like during twins games I'm most I'm I'm looking more at my group text threads during twins games than the actual game itself. <laughs> I've done yeah. that
0: before. And
1: Twitter and Twitter I'm watching Twitter and text more than the actual yeah. game itself.
0: I, I'm a That's big uh, I I have all like even your even ours I have ours muted I have ours muted, have ours muted basically at all times because I just like I hate constant notifications on my phone. I agree. With like that. so so like That's all my point. my sibling chat your guys's chat any group chat I have is permanently muted.
1: Can't yep. Believe you muted us, yep. so you can't. Can't believe you. So,
0: so us like you this. can
2: see it, but it doesn't ding, it doesn't or ding how, me. Yep, it doesn't ding. Oh, that's I a good idea. I physically
0: turn on the phone and go to my messages and see. I, have I an like what you.
2: I, yeah, so you know what it's pretty.
0: Pretty. I heavy. agree Especially completely. Especially Zolgad's on one about some tangent. You know, I can just hit that mute button and I won't hear about <laughs> the it. Till good, the next, but board. the good thing is,
2: I send. I send my texts all in one thread, basically, so it's not like three words, three words, three words, ding ding ding. That drives yeah, me D- up too. Depu sends like every three words. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Text. did you see did this? you see what just happened boom these Can't guys Rocco, did that are but- idiots <laughs> the twins fire everybody
2: yeah yeah <laughs> but no i could never chrissy you know what you should have asked me i would have told you don't get off twitter <laughs> Twitter's a great. i love it it's a great mechanism
1: one of my uh twins game threads with friends and depews on that one too um it'll i don't have it muted and so you know once in a while like we have, we my wife and I will use my Amazon account just for all of our Amazon purchases, yeah. and so sometimes, like if her phone's dead or if, if whatever, she'll she'll just say, "Hey, can I grab your phone? I need to check something on Amazon." And like there was a time last season during a playoff game where it was like twins were getting their asses and no, actually because those were close games against the Strohs. it was I don't know it was some sort of crisis moment during like a late season game or something because we would have been in studio for the playoff games, sure. And she's got my phone looking at Amazon, and my twins game thread is like nonstop, like ding, 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 ding. And she's like, that, "Who are these people? Like, what she's, is this? She's like, not what, wrong. What, what are you doing?" She's not wrong. And I, I like—I well, don't know. It's my twins game thread. Don't judge me. Anyways, yeah,
2: I don't. Right. I try and keep away from that. That's a lot. That's a lot of dinging. We're win Speaking of, we're going
1: all right. Twins, well, let's get into our Talking Twins discussion here. We, we talk twins every day on this show on Mackie and Judd. Bonus Talking Twins episodes on Mondays on the podcast feed. So if you're looking for deep dives, breaking fo- baseball down like it's football, we are your place. And our twins discussions are powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. Riding season is, uh, is upon us. And so wh- whatever you ride, whether it is a Harley, Or whether it is a sport bike or a cruiser, you're going to find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order by 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. The best in the business. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. So, okay. Twins are having a COVID outbreak, they're under 500. Josh Donaldson's already spent time on the injured list. Buxton may still go on the injured list. He's got a hamstring thing. He was allegedly supposed to come back
2: Saturday, but that was very convenient. That was a fake lineup. That was a very convenient. Hey, by- Byron Buxton's back,
1: and JD's playing for a second consecutive game. And oh, by the way, we're not playing. Yeah, that had to have been a fake lineup, I would think. I guess my question to you guys is and, and now the Royals are off to a pretty good start, and, and I, I personally don't think that's for real. They have just, they have kind of a hodgepodge lineup of veterans and like Irvin Santana is one of their starters, and he, start, he started and Saturday they,
0: in like 2019, and like through April, they went they were like five games over 500, and I think they seriously won like 30 games the rest of the way. So yeah. this is baseball. It Saturday, I, I'm not buying the Royals. Yeah.
2: Saturday, Irvin Santana v Tommy Malone. Okay, you want to talk wow, about yeah. great <laughs> former Twins matchups? You want to Oof. talk? You want to talk baseball? Right. I'll talk baseball with you, Tommy Malone. But,
1: But my question for you guys is like with all the the, almost everything that could go against the twins so far has gone against the twins, including another team popping up in the division and leading it right now. How bad of a feeling do you guys have about the start to this season? Or is it just like Declan said, hey, listen, baseball's weird, and you you can't judge anything in the first three weeks of April. Where are you guys at right now? I
2: feel like um, it feels like things are coming apart a little bit too much, though. Like, there's a difference between sort of a bad start and rough luck, right? Like, I mean, if you lose some close games or you lose a few games here and there, big deal. The weird thing about this, though, is the amount of curveballs being thrown. I mean, Donaldson literally, it's not that he got hurt. It's that he got hurt in the second at bat of the season for the entire team. The COVID out- outbreak, which they avoided all of last year when COVID was all the rage. And they never missed a game, I don't think, because of that. And now they're they're on an extended break. Um, you know what this feels like? This feels like, and I'm as guilty of this as the next person, or more so, it feels like we we made a lot of assumptions about this team. Oh man, they're going they're going back to the playoffs. They'll be fine, blah. And things start to go wrong. Things start to go. So I am not I am not dismissing the amount of things that in a very short time have gone wrong, in saying something does feel off.
1: I think <clears throat> I think what the, I'm certainly. Like, not in the camp that says, oh, my God, like, sound the alarm, season's over. Like, 2011, when they, I think they lost their first six games or something, and you and you just kind of knew. And then Joe Mauer had an ambiguous injury that wiped out his season. And it really altered the course of his career, and um, that felt like, oh, no, this is. And then they actually were the best team in baseball for two months in the middle because baseball's weird. This feels, a, this doesn't feel quite that bad, but it definitely feels like this is going to be more of a grind this season than a lot of people had thought or hoped. And that, like, this idea that they were just going to listen, they're going to turn the key and they're going to go win 90 to 100 games. It's going to be a lot more of a grind to get to that 90 win mark at this point than we thought because of all these things. And I think my biggest fear is that if you listed all of my personal questions and red flags, All of them have happened so far. All of them. Byron Buxton durability, Josh Donaldson durability, Miguel Sano, one-dimensional, Andrelton Simmons, spreading COVID throughout the clubhouse. Like, all of the things that, and, and even like from a pitching perspective, Rocco not allowing starting pitchers to go deep into games when they're on fire, right? And leaning on relievers and those guys blowing games, like, that was a huge question in the playoffs last year like it's been 3 weeks less than 3 weeks and everything that i came into the season thinking ah, i got to see this has been thrown right back in our faces mm-hmm. so not out on the season by any means but it's it's a steeper hill to climb and now that the royals are off to a decent start it's just like it seems like it's one less gimme set of games in the division absolutely as well so what about you, Dex? Where do you where do you stand? I,
0: if, if on a one to ten scale, ten being the most panic, one being the least, uh, I, I'm probably at five, where even like this time Ooh. last week, I was I would even probably say I was at like a two or a three, like, oh yeah, it's a it's a poor start. JD's probably coming back, though it'll be fine. Buckson at the time was still playing at MVP level, and then of course in the last week, what has happened? JD uh is still playing sporadically. Buckson, we haven't seen it all in the last week. He's been MIA the bullpen melting down, Rocco mismanaging the pitching staff and, and high-leverage situations not coming through in the 8th or ninth inning. I think there's a stat the Twins have led or tied in every game this season and going into the 8th before Friday. And they, they've just been completely disastrous in the 8th and ninth inning, getting heavily outscored. Um, I'm at a 5. I, I, it's not like I don't think the Twins can't make the playoffs still. Uh, Cleveland still has pitching. The White Sox are still fine. Like, the White Sox are who they are, in my opinion. Like, they, they haven't really stumbled too far out the Dude, gate as also, well.
1: Also, M- Michael Kopich was one of their top pitching prospects for years, and then he had injuries and yep. some personal life things. So he's in the bullpen now. Dude, he is. He's like he has like 13 strikeouts in six innings or something you know as a yes. reliever. Send him down. Dude. Get rid of him. Yeah, he was— S- Yeah, stay, 10 stay, stay days. checked. It too. He needs to spend
2: 10 days— <laughs> at the alternate site for the Chicago White Sox. He, he was my uh,
0: my X factor for them this year cuz I said if he comes back and he hits his ceiling, yeah. that team's going to be dangerous. Um, Dylan Cease is still struggling to get there, but I I think the Twins I'm not too concerned. Um uh, but I think it also makes fun. Like this, I, I didn't want the Twins to just have a stranglehold and run away with the division. Like I, I it was always fun growing up in like that two, for me at least between 06 and 10 when they were competing with the White Sox and the Tigers and it was coming down to the last weeks of the season. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think We're gonna get a, a maybe not a team that wins 95 games, but a team that competes for 90 and is going to be competing with
1: each one another for the last week of the season. <laughs> I think there are certain jud cert- Judd sports son is taking on the jud yeah. panic quality. I think here,
2: there are certain it. years though where things feel off from the get go, and this is one of them. So, I'm I look long year. Uh, the interesting thing about this ultimately, I, I think we can say this without uh question. The interesting thing is going to be this is going to be the ultimate test of the Zen of Rocco, like the whole Zen of Rocco thing, which two years ago was magnificent. And last year I thought was good. This is going to be the ultimate test now, though, of because I think players now have seen his act enough to probably some see through it. Some probably still like it. But like there's going to be a lot here off the field right now for him to digest and handle and. Try to get through.
1: He seems like diet Phil Jackson, right? I mean, yeah. Phil Jackson came in with the same yeah. kumbaya fair, fair. meditation. And we're just going to be super even keel, uh, but he had a real way of impacting the players that played for him as humans, and he built those connections with the most important players. I'm not saying that Rocco hasn't built connections with players, but I think, I think it takes a lot for him. What if if the if he wants the personality of the team to be, listen, we can we can mentally make it through anything, whether it's a COVID outbreak or injuries, uh, it's next man up mentality, and we don't get too high, don't get too low, but really, like, we subscribe to that. We are very meditative. It's easy to say that. It's really hard to get a full team of different personalities and different backgrounds to buy into all of that when things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I'm trying to remember, like, what's the what's the worst that he's had to deal with since he became manager? Besides, like, failing in the postseason, they haven't had a whole lot of like horrible stretches where a bunch of things are going wrong. And yeah, probably Buck, Buxton being hurt a few times. Yeah, so like this will be his first chance to really navigate some yep. stuff that's uncomfortable.
2: And the and the yeah. one thing and the one thing that we do not know a thing about, and I maintain that it's important because we've got no insight into this is this one, Phil, the clubhouse itself. Like, I could tell you two years ago, just from being in the clubhouse post game and pregame sometimes, okay? I could tell you what Cruz was doing as far as it was huge. I could tell you his, his influence on Sano. I could tell you who did what, who sat where. I mean, at least I had a feel. I didn't know a ton, but like I could tell you what my feel for the team was, okay? Donaldson now Simmons I have no clue so like I have no I have no clue if Rocco has had to alter how he goes about treating people because the people have changed and I I would think that with a few of these guys for sure that you've got strong personalities as well right so like that's the one thing that makes it tough because you don't have a feel at all for the actual team dynamic which helps to be able to just say, yeah, you know, this guy is great at this or bad at, at this. We don't know now, and that's a problem.
1: Yeah, for us, I mean. So uh, they're not playing that doubleheader tomorrow, I wouldn't think. I bet the road trip's rate. over, wouldn't you? Yeah, is it? So they're off so they going to play and they today, tomorrow, play Wednesday. Yeah, they'll probably wipe those out. It's so much tougher to make up those those uh, AL West games too, because like at least with if you miss Central games, you can just stack doubleheaders and yep. you can find. With these with these West Division games, you have to find like pockets and schedules, and you're going to eat off days later in the year, and and so then in games in which on days where you'd be resting, and yeah, then are you going to go out west? Over, That's a good point. You'd be bringing like Lewis Thorpe back for a game or something.
2: By the way, he wasn't terrible.
1: He wasn't terrible. He got, he pulled. Terrible. He
2: got pulled though, and I got a and I got a text from Jake DePew while I was driving home. <laughs>
1: I uh, I gotta admit I I was fine with the four innings and two runs or whatever it was that Lewis Thorpe gave up I wasn't clamoring for for more there but Randy Dobnak is showing you it's sort of the it's sort of the Kyle Gibson thing yes well it wasn't his fault well I mean yeah like it was it was a lot of weak contact and whatnot but when you don't get strikeouts right. and he and to, in fairness he's gotten more strikeouts this year than I think last year on a rate basis but like when you pitch to contact. Mm-hmm. When you're hot and you've got your full allotment of defenders, everything's great, and you're turning two and everything. Like and I think is going to be a positive force for this team long-term, but like, you're seeing the same thing you saw with Gibson, which is death by paper cuts. And if you're not missing bats, you're putting yourself at risk for things bleeding through the infield or infield singles or bloops especially, or whatever it may be.
2: Especially right. with Polanco for now back at shortstop.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's part of your problem, too. Oh, we should do it. Okay, maybe this for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Elephant in the room: Jorge Polanco. Basically, since the steroid situation, you look at that dude's offensive numbers. Whew, the last two years, really, really rough. We should do a dive into because we're listen. We're not going to be reacting to games all week, so we got we <laughs> got to get some star bigger, t- bigger pictures. All
2: star things. in two thousand was that eighteen? now?
1: nineteen or nineteen? Okay.
2: So yeah, yeah 2020 candidate.
1: Yep. Yep. MV- Halfway oh, through the that. Second season, half, second really half well. of 19, 20, and yep, then, then the right. first part of 21. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So um, boys, I told you guys this on our uh, aforementioned group text thread, but we just want like sometimes we may forget we get into our daily content grind. We love and appreciate all of our listeners, all the interactions, whether you love or hate us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um I walked into so Buca de Beppo has always been one of my favorite chain restaurants. And I know that it started in the Twin Cities. My mom, who died four years ago, her her, her favorite restaurant was Buca de Beppo in the Twin Cities. And so every time her uh, birthday comes around, which is in April, we we like to go and just like go order what my mom loves at Buca de Beppo and have a celebration. So there's there's one buca in Seattle. And so we walk down like a mile away from our place. We go to this buca and we walk in, sit down, and the manager of the Seattle Buca comes walking up and he says, hey. Hope uh, everything's going well. I, I, I hate to interrupt you guys, but I've been a longtime listener of Mackie and Judd. I moved here two years ago from the Twin Cities uh, to manage this buca, and I've listened to you guys ever since you started back in, like, 2014. I'm a huge fan of the show, and so, nice. A, thank you to everyone who listens to our show on a regular basis, and thank you to those of you who've continued listening to us, even if you've moved out of state, and, uh, and continue to use us to keep tabs on your favorite Minnesota sports teams. And thank you to Patrick, the manager at Buka in Seattle, for, uh, for his support of the show. It's always cool. I think, I think sometimes, um, like, in this industry, it actually feels good on our side when we get the validation that, oh, like, okay, awesome. You've been listening for a long time, and we resonated with you. Don't think that we take that for granted. We really appreciate when you guys do hit us up even if it's like a DM on social or if you see us walking around, just avoid Judd in public. Yep. That's all I would say. Just I like hope he said your money's Judd no good here,
2: Mr. Mackey. Your money's
1: no good. Put that wallet away.
0: Uh, yeah, I got I got stopped by listen, loyal listener Greg on Saturday on my walk. I know Judd, Judd would not want to be stopped on a walk. I, I love my weekend walks. Uh, so I got stopped by Greg, and he said, holy crap, are you Declan? And I said, I am. And it was it caught from this a couple see, minutes.
1: And Dex and I will sit, and we'll talk your ear off, and 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 we love it. If you encounter Judd in public, observe from afar and then send him a tweet later. Yeah. If you send him a tweet later, then he'll respond to you. <laughs> I had a guy one, one time buy
2: me a beer and, and the beer got got delivered to me. Bartender says the guy knows you don't like to talk, so he just. Bought you this beer, <laughs> so like, he didn't even talk to me, I, and I like waved him like you could have come down and talked. He's like, no, I don't. I just like, that's, great. That's, that's, great. Great. that's great, that's great. Bartender brings me the beer. He's like, yeah, you know, that's great.
1: <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that's the perfect interaction. Buy Judd a of beer, said, Wave Thank from you. afar, and, and I later. back, and, and, and I do wave back. <laughs> Amazing. I was very happy. All right. That's a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd. Uh, Like we said, on Purple Daily, we're going to do a deep dive mock draft simulation where we are the general managers. We are Rick Spielman on today's episode. We'll see how that goes. So (laughs) we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. At the
2: Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub,